This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Jody Vance in for Simi Sarah and joining me in studio is George Affleck, former Vancouver City Councillor, longtime City Councillor and now uh, the... Head honcho of Curve Communications? <laughs> what do we call you? Sure, let's go with head, head honcho. honcho. I like it. At George underscore Affleck on Twitter. A great follow on Twitter if you'd like to follow along because you still have a lot of views yes. on what happens. Can't it, control myself. I know, I love it. stop. Well, I, that's why I do Unspun <laughs> Podcast with you every week. We try and unspin the news of the mm. day, uh, whether it be municipal, provincial, sometimes federal, sometimes global. Uh, today, we're going very specific on city council with you, George. Uh, this it, I know. It has been a little bit um, unusual in council since the last municipal election, has it not? Yes, a year now we've had since the election, pretty pretty much another couple of weeks. Uh, it's been interesting because they got the city always would always say to us at council, we want to we want a mixed council. We don't want one party dominating, and which so, we had for so long. We had for so long with Vision Vancouver, and I had to battle that as the opposition. Uh, so now we have this mixed council. We have uh, forty five parties, and they're not all aligned, and they're all over the How's map. How's that working for us? Well, it's it's slower. Let's put it that way. There and there's a lot of motions that they bring. Each individual is bringing their own ideas to council. At the end of each, uh, in council, you're allowed to bring ideas, basically they're called motions, and you put them on the floor uh, for debate and discussion. And, and then if it passes, then staff or their job is to implement this this motion. So on average, they've been doing about 10 of these uh, every council meeting. And before, I, when I was there, you maybe get two, sometimes none. Um, so five times so as many. So we've had over 100 motions in the last year. And that really is challenging, I think, for staff. because it For city it, staff. For city staff. Yeah. Because it becomes a priority. If, if, if this is the direction of council, then that becomes the direction of staff. And so I believe staff are really like overwhelmed right now with all these ideas. Some are good, some are meh. Well, let's you know? talk about some of the ideas that are top of mind sure. and certainly headline-y. Let's go with one one of the topics that you and I have been talking about on Unspun Podcast for weeks and weeks, and really for a year. You mm-hmm. started talking about Oppenheimer Park a year ago when you when the, year, yeah. when the tents started mm-hmm. sort of coming into play. You're like, that needs to be cleared out. That'll you get gotta, bigger. Yeah, you got to deal with it quickly. Otherwise, it uh, grows. And that's what happened. And then... They remove them, the tents. Right. And Linda has had uh, John Cooper on mm-hmm. and uh, the Park Board Commissioner uh, McKinnon. McKinnon. McKinnon has mm-hmm. been on um, to talk Clearly about this. on opposite ends of the issue on that one. So what's happening in City Hall with regard to Oppenheimer? Well, there was two motions related to Oppenheimer. One from Gene Swanson, who's from COPE, uh, which was related to housing more, more specifically and that they had to find housing and using hotels. Uh, and there was a motion uh, from uh, Councillor Weeb and Councillor Delmanato, two different parties, Green Party and MPA, related to... Uh, trying to find a way to decamp. They didn't use the word remove, decamp. decamp. It's sort of a nice way to say, you know, clear get, it out, clear it out, but not uh, not through any kind of legal means. Uh, so probably not very effective. So both motions, interestingly, were try they were called out of order by the mayor. Um, he succeeded uh, in the first one only, but and Jean Swanson tried what she did. She challenged the challenged the chair, challenged the mayor, saying that's is not out of order. And when you challenge the chair, then there has to be a majority of people who support your. challenge. 
challenge to then let it move forward. She lost that challenge. Because she wanted to have the hotel used as temporary housing yeah, that the city wanted, would... Yeah, which is what we've done it a couple of yeah, times. Yeah. It failed, uh, so the mayor's uh, out of order worked on that one. And then he tried to call Lisa and uh, and uh, Mike's motion out of order, and he did. they did not succeed in that. And so he, the mayor did not succeed in calling those out of order. So that motion, in effect, passed. And really the motion is uh, strongly worded letters to other levels of government trying to find a way to decamp uh, the park. Um, not particularly. I mean, it's fine. It's good to see the Green Party and NPA working together there because they're not working together at Park Board. But it, the, the motion wasn't as strong as what John Cooper's saying, which is let's get the legal process done and get move in and get these people out of here. That's not what's being said at council. So clearly this council is less strong, I think, on this issue than John Cooper at Park Board. So he's definitely, he and Trish uh, Barker are in a minority when you look across the board politically in Vancouver, which I think goes against the spirit of what people in Vancouver really feel. I think there's a majority, if you look at any polling, any, po- any even professional polls, you're seeing 70 to 80% of people are saying, Get these guys out of our park. Um, Even residents of the downtown east side now are being vocal. vocal. There was mm-hmm. one woman who spoke in City Hall um, during right. during that session, the uh, the public consultation session, or what, what do they call it? The openness, the, the Open, yeah. There's the, well, it's a public yeah. It's a c- c- committee com- committee. Yeah. Yes. So they actually didn't find there. There were a lot of vocal people, and actually didn't finish uh, Lisa and Mike's motion in the end because they had a speaker at the end who wouldn't stop talking, and they had security, and so they actually left the room, and the quorum was lost, and so they had to refer the actual vote until uh, the 23rd of October. So uh, it got a bit crazy in there uh, at council. You had a lot of the same people that we. Saw at Park Board who were there. These are what I think are are professional uh, protesters. They this is what they do. They come to these city hall meetings, these park board meetings, and they make it a goal to change the the direction of any issue that might be that focuses on their agenda or against their agenda or whatever. And they show up at all these meetings, even in Burnaby and other places. You see quite often the same people hmm. showing up, protesting uh, and speaking. And quite often it's related to homelessness. Um, and you wonder, you know, who, what is this about? Is there something else I don't understand going on? Uh, How this is being... going to actually help the most vulnerable exactly. people living in And should we be listening poverty. to these same people over and over again? Yeah. What is the will of the majority of people? People in Vancouver should be the goal generally of, of a council. Engaging people. Um, and I will get to ride hailing in a second, but because you're talking about, you know, activating and the voice of the people, let's go to Prior Street on this mm-hmm. one because with with the viaducts coming down, Prior Street would be a main artery into the downtown core and the people who live along Prior Street have become very vocal uh, in the last bit. Uh, what's yeah, happening this with it, that? Well, and prior, so this is the, the viaducts coming down, which if that ever happens, right. uh, because who knows? Um, who knows? But that's the goal and that's the, the strategy we put forward in my council and part of that that process, though, was to find a way to calm Prior Street. And, the, and we tasked staff when I was there to find an alternative route. Staff came back this week and said, uh, there, is no, there is no better route than Prior. It really is the only route that we can do. How, so here's our plan. And their plan was basically calm parts of Prior, uh, put a, a tunnel underneath and have the train goes over top. Um, and there was a lot of, the, most of the people speaking to against this plan uh, were uh, people who were actually more angry about the trains than anything else. It was interesting. And so you always wonder, I always, these issues of noise and in your neighborhood, when you move into a neighborhood and there was a train there, 
Strathcona has a train system in and almost all around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's quite noisy. Um, and then the people who live there start protesting what they About knew was the there. About the train, yeah. Uh, so it was interesting. That was the main focus of a lot of the people there. Obviously calming prior, and there was people that were disappointed that we couldn't find a different route. Uh, but staff said, look, we can. this is the best route. Here's why. The money also will pay be from the federal government. From everybody will pay for this uh, this uh, tunnel, so we won't. The taxpayers of Vancouver won't be paying for this tunnel, um, and so in, in the end, st- uh, council voted in favor of this uh, this prior street uh, approach. We were with uh, George Affleck, former Vancouver City Councillor, uh, co-host of Unspun Podcast, which you can find anywhere you get your podcast. The world's greatest podcast, but no, world's greatest follow on Twitter. Right, You're right up there with Keith Baldry for me, at George underscore Affleck. You must follow. Uh, opinions are his own, I uh, must <laughs> add. Uh, but ride hailing, though, oh my goodness, the ride hailing, uh, things went uh, went a little bit viral on your Twitter this is our yeah. This so what is this? You know, this is yeah. actually our first. <laughs> is a good way of putting you know what it. This is, and people haven't really talked about this. This is our first intro into congestion tax. Uh, so this, the whole motivation of this new, the way Vancouver's decided, they have the the business license, which is a hundred bucks. They've lowered the taxi business licenses to hundred bucks. That's fine. Hundred bucks, have a business license, you run Fair. a business. There should be really a regional strategy to this, as has been talked about. We have a regional um, business um, uh, license Model. program yeah. that we could do, and I don't know why. Why we're not on that one? Anyways, because these guys are going to be driving all over the place. Of course they are. The thing that Vancouver added was this 30-cent drop-off, pick-up, drop-off fee. Uh, That, on top of the provincial government's regulation to have $3.50 or $0.75 minimum and their own fee on top of that. The base ride fare. Now you're looking at, what, 5 bucks to get in an Uber or a Lyft or any shire? That's a lot of money. I've taken Ubers in other cities where it's it's 4 bucks total. Total. So I'm a bit disappointed by that. On what would have been a $25 cab ride. Yeah, totally. And (laughs) that you would never have caught or found. Anyways, this this is a congestion tax. This is the beginning of congestion tax in, in this region. Prepare yourself, Vancouver, and all of BC, congestion tax is coming and that's what this is. Because they're talking about, they're worried, their argument was they're worried about the number of Ubers, which I don't understand this argument. I know other cities have this, but Vancouver is actually a leader in ride sharing in general. Uh, they're saying that it's going to cause more traffic in our city. How is there no and more so traffic on your, punish them. your Uber Eats doesn't cause congestion, but your Uber that you're actually in instead of the one going and getting your food causes congestion? I, I don't and understand And we already that. have a tax, it's called gasoline taxes. Yes. Why are we? Yeah. It's just it's a cash grab by the city. Okay, so my response to your tweet was feels like a cash grab it's to 100% me. It's one hundred percent cash grab. And then grab. you retweeted. I was like, oh hey, George cash actually grab. agrees with me on something. That's <laughs> so no, it's so cool. Um, another thing I want to get into with you, and I want to open up phone lines on this one because Sarah Kirby Young put forward uh, a motion, I believe, uh, very specifically that it's time to clean up the city of Vancouver. You know, we're, we're doing all of these sparkly things like let's, how about a bike lane and a elevated walking path down the center of the Granville Street Bridge? Hello, our sidewalks are crumbling. Yes. Our garbage cans are overflowing. Yes. We, I, I, seriously, the city is dirty. It used to be clean. Uh, So I want to open that up to you, the listener. What's your biggest gripe with Vancouver right now? Would you like to see something done to clean up the city. I mean, one need only go down t- downtown east side to see how that is troubling. Oh, you but, can go to Yaletown to see it. What about Granville? Too. You can yeah. see it everywhere. It is it is blossoming and blooming in a way that is very sad for a city that is so green and so lovely and so Pacific Northwest. 604-280-9898, star 9898 on your cell phone hands-free. You can call our buzz line as well if you're a little shy. 604-331-BUZZ, 331-2899. But call us up if you want to talk to George 
George and I about your biggest gripe with Vancouver right now. What would you like to see done to clean up the city? And we've opened up the phone line 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell asking the question, what's your biggest gripe with Vancouver right now? Would you like to see something done to clean up the city? And George, in the break, you were saying that there's actually a legit reason why we're seeing sort yes. of... in 2008 during the crash, the Envision was just elected in 2009, 2008, 2009, they cut the budget, of the streets budget, by 30% to find money because they were worried that uh, the economy was crashing, they needed to start saving, legitimate arguments there, but they cut that budget by 30%. Then things didn't go as badly as we thought in Vancouver, but they never brought that 30% back it, until it took about seven years before we finally got back to 2008 levels on spending on streets, on keeping our streets clean, keeping keeping the sidewalks fixed. Uh, and so they really reduced that maintenance program But what is city amount. government doing if not keeping streets and it's sidewalks fixed it's and clean? It's the basics. It's, what I, it's my mantra for seven years. Oh, it's, basics, basics, basics. Let's take some calls here. 604-280-9898, star 9898 on your cell. Blake in the West End, welcome to the program. Welcome. Well, I'll tell you, from Old Navy on Granville to Davy Street, it's a horrible, dirty, slimy, dark-lit area. I don't know, one, they don't have the lights turned up to, say, 100 watts like it used to be way back when. It's an entertainment thing. I came uh, walking through there 3 o'clock this morning from volunteering. Needles on the street. Now, I realize there's lots of God's special people camped out, and you can't be looking after them. But the garbage and that... Why not turn the lights up and also, like you say, you trip over um, areas of the sidewalk that aren't smooth, and that seems to be all over the West End, except I notice Robson Street seems to be kept up. Interesting. Thank they you very improved. much, Blake. They have improved Robson Street and added bigger garbage cans. Yeah. Uh, one of the things with Granville Street, and I brought two motions forward in my time in, in office to try and deal with Granville Street. They both uh, didn't succeed uh, because of uh, Vision Vancouver. Uh, but uh, he's got some good points there in lighting and some p- things like music, but cleaning. They, the city relies on the B- DVBI, the B- Business Association, to take care of Granville more than they should. And they rely mm. on a lot of these business associations to take care of clean cleanliness more, more than, than they, they should. really should. And Granville's a perfect example of I want to get to Carrie. Carrie, uh, welcome to the show. What do you think on this? Uh, I just wanted to share. I just actually drove into Vancouver. I very rarely go into Vancouver, but um, the garbage, but the smell of urine in the laneways is absolutely beyond disgusting. And it is just unbelievable that it allows, uh, every time I go into Vancouver, I have to walk down a laneway and it's just overpowering. And I just, I just don't understand why that is something that is not cleaned up regularly. That's the health issue. Yeah, you make a good point, Carrie. Thank you. You're nodding your head, George. Again, it comes down to budgeting and staff allocation. And, you know, instead of having 43 communication staff uh, at, uh, at City Hall, <laughs> maybe some of those, uh, we could put more staff on cleaning up our city. I uh, want to squeeze in another call here. Uh, Terry in Kitsilano, welcome to the show. Oh, hi. hi. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't know this, but Directions Youth Services, it's for homeless people 24 and under. Hi, can you hear me okay? Yes, we can. We're listening. Oh, yes. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but Directions Youth Services downtown, it's for homeless people 24 and under. They have a program Monday to Fridays, and they pick up garbage every single day, and they pay them a small a small amount of money. It is a huge success. You see them out there with their little vests on. Right. It teaches them what, what work skills. They do an incredible 
incredible job. It's not city workers out there. It's them doing it. And a lot of people don't know that. Directions yeah. Youth Services. Thank you, Terry. Lots of uh, nonprofits funded by the city to take care of garbage in our city. But at the end of the day, the uh, you need, you need city, city workers with a plan and a process and a predictable way of cleaning up our city every day. When the sidewalk breaks, don't put a bunch of crappy uh, fill in there. Fix the sidewalks. Take the concrete up. Put new concrete in. Personal don't do these story, temporary fixes. We have our, our block in Kitsilano had a huge dip and crack in our sidewalk and then another that yearly is one massive puddle and it's near a school so people have to go around on the street for six months of the year they came in and fixed only the big crack and stopped they had three more feet to do and didn't is that bureaucracy at play here yeah, it's hard to say it specifically, but I would say that, again, it comes down to priorities and budgeting and saying to the, to the transportation department uh, who really are in charge of this, Let's especially get it sidewalks, done. you guys prioritize this. Yeah. And that's kind of what Sarah is trying to do with her motion. This has to be a priority. This is about safety. It's about beauty. It's about accessibility. You know, accessibility. It's all of those uh, it's, things. So it's an important thing. And I think that it did pass. Good. So. Sarah Kirby Young, congratulations on bringing that forward. George Affleck, always a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, I will see you in a couple hours yeah. to record Unspun Podcast, which you can hear at the orca.ca or wherever you uh, download your podcasts or on YouTube. Uh, former Vancouver City Councillor, always available to give his opinion.